Hello and welcome to Hogan Lovell's Newsbeat, the podcast designed to keep you up to date with what's been happening in the world of pensions over the last two weeks. I'm Claire Southern from the Hogan Lovells team, and I'll be taking you through the twists and turns of the last 14 days. This week, we'll be looking at a consultation on the general levy regulations, a cautionary tale on auto-enrolment compliance, the Department of Work and Pensions review of the pensions regulator, the new Pension Protection Fund Trustmark accreditation, an uptick in cybersecurity notifications, and a case that will make you sharpen up your transfer processes. So first up, a consultation on the general levy regulations. The general levy is the less well-known younger brother of the PPF levy. It's used to fund the core activities of the pensions regulator, the pensions ombudsman and the money and pension service. Currently, the levy is calculated according to the number of members in a scheme, with smaller schemes paying a higher per member charge than larger schemes. Over in recent years, there's been a fairly sizable deficit, probably reflecting the increased activities of the pensions regulator, ombudsman and MAPS. On the 2nd of October, the Department of Work and Pensions issued a consultation on ways of managing the situation. Three options have been put forward. One would leave things as they are and see the deficit increase, so that seems like a non-starter. But the other options would see increases to the levy. Anyone with a strong view has until the 13th of November to get in touch with the Department of Work and Pensions. Next up, something of a tasty case on auto-enrolment. One Pound Baguette Bakes and Cake Limited versus the Pensions Regulator, which was heard on the 14th of September. The first tier tribunal has dismissed the employer's appeal against fixed and escalating penalty notices issued by the Pensions Regulator for a breach of auto-enrolment duties. The fixed penalty was £400 and the escalating penalty was £14,000, so a lot of one pound baguettes and cakes would need to be sold to pay that. The employer had failed to complete its three-yearly redeclaration of compliance. It then failed to respond to numbers of notices and was issued with an escalating penalty notice of £500 a day. It finally made its declaration of compliance and appealed the fines on the basis that it hadn't received all of the communications and it was a small business. The tribunal had little time for these arguments and upheld the fines. I'm not sure if we should feel that sorry for the £1 baguette bakes and cakes company, as subsequent investigations uncovered 10 employees who had not been declared. So less time in the kitchen, please, and more on the paperwork. Next up, an article in Pensions Aid has shone a spotlight on the 4,000% increase in data breach reports being made by UK pension schemes to the Information Commissioner's Office. In 2021-2022, there were a mere six of these, but in the year to June 2023, there were 640. So perhaps it's time to dust down the cybersecurity policy and check out the processes for dealing with a breach. The Department of Work and Pensions has decided it's time to mark the homework of our friends down in Brighton, the pensions regulator. The DWP has published the results of an independent review of the pensions regulator carried out during early 2023. The report found that the pensions regulator is broadly well-run and well-regulated, with successes such as the implementation of automatic enrolment. But it did make 17 recommendations for improvement. Now, perhaps most interestingly, was the commentary around the pension regulator's approach to compliance. 
with the report noting that some stakeholders were left questioning the pension regulator's appetite to punish wrongdoers. Who knows, maybe we'll see Brighton issuing stun guns and protective body armour to new recruits. Next up, the Pension Protection Fund has launched a Trustmark badge, which will be used by the PPF's panel firms to recognise the expertise and high level of service they provide. The Pension Protection Fund currently uses 29 panel firms working across six specialist panels. Oliver Morley, the Pension Protection Fund's Chief Executive Officer, hopes that the Trustmark badge will reassure members that they are in safe hands. And we're very pleased to say that Hogan Lovells has been given the Trustmark badge for its work on the PPF legal panel. Last up, an ombudsman's case on transfers. Miss I wanted to transfer her pension from a group personal pension to a self-invested personal pension. Now, the SIP provider contacted the trustee of the GPP in December 2019 to request a transfer value illustration and transfer forms. But the trustee didn't ask the scheme's administrator for this information until June 2020. The member's transfer was then completed in July 2020. Now, the member complained that the delay in transferring her pension had caused her financial loss, as the funds had not been available for reinvestment in the SIP at an earlier date. The Deputy Pensions Ombudsman found that there had been unreasonable delay and ordered the trustee to pay £1,500 in compensation for distress and inconvenience, plus a sum for financial loss. This was to be determined by looking at what would have happened to the funds if they'd been transferred to the SIP at an earlier date. So a sanitary warning to trustees and administrators. So, finally, a big thank you for listening to the session. I hope that you've enjoyed the whip through of the last two weeks and you'll look forward to the next one. Check us out on Twitter at HL Pensions. 